The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. April 21st and April 22nd. Those are the dates of the last two times the Royals won back-to-back games. They still can't get it done as KC once again plays disappointing baseball and lethargically loses to the 9-26 Braves 5-0. That's another shutout against the Royals. That's five this year. If you're wondering, the fifth shutout last year did not come until over a month from now. June 23rd was when the Royals got shut out for the fifth time in 2015. It's Davo. Glad you're along. It's a disappointing edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation, obviously. We said coming into this series, you had to sweep it. Not literally, but realistically, you had to sweep it to get where you want to get. Especially when you look at the team coming in next, the Boston Red Sox, who were on fire. Nobody can get them out right now. Multiple different teams. Red Sox winning every day. Red Sox fourth best record in the American League. You know, it's not going to be easy. So you really wanted to sweep this series after losing all these series in a row. It's been five now since the Royals have won a series. We'll talk more about that, where the Royals stand, what needs to happen. But we'll start off with our player of the game. And there's only one possibility tonight. That, of course, Dylan G. Not a good sign, though, that Dylan G now is tied with Kendrys Morales for the most player of the game awards this year on Clubhouse Conversation. Three apiece for Kendrys and Dylan. Considering this is Dylan's first start, that's not a good sign. G was really good the first five innings. Five shutout innings before things fell apart in that sixth inning. Overall, five and a third. Three runs on six hits, five Ks, and three walks. A good outing, not great. It was against the Braves. You know, at home, I'm done making excuses. It was a good outing. Not great, but good. And and that's encouraging. It is encouraging because I think Dylan G hopefully has found a home in the Royals rotation TFN because he's throwing the ball well all season. And really, a pitcher two away from having a really good outing. But how many times have we said that in recent days? We, we just said that about Ian Kennedy a couple days ago in, in Yankee Stadium. It's getting old saying that. I'm, I'm sick of saying, oh, a pitch or two away. Doesn't matter. The Royals are two games under 500. You know, and, and we're coming up on, uh, you know, we're not too far off from the 25% mark in the season. So still plenty of baseball to be played. But again, when you kind of uh, not dig a hole, though, there's not really a hole quite yet. But when you kind of start digging a hole, it gives you no margin for error the rest of the season. I mean, think about it. If the Royals have another three-week stretch like this, the rest of the year they'll be buried. That would put them well below. You know, that, that put them 10-plus games under 500 if they had another stretch. Let's say they played 500 ball now for a while and, and, and hovered around 500 and got healthy. You know, But still, you go into the All-Star break at that point, you're probably still six, seven games out of first place. And then you're one more of these. You know, I understand you're also one away from being right back at the top, but you're one more away from officially being buried. That's the problem. You get two stretches like this a whole season. The Royals have already used up one, and that's not good, obviously. But back on track. Dylan G overall, you know, to me was the lone bright spot tonight. And he wasn't a super bright spot, but he was still bright. It was, it was still a nice outing. The first five, it shut out innings with 4K. It just fell apart there. And luckily, Luke Hochaver came in and really cleaned it up for him. It could have been really bad looking. I mean, you know, Luke Hochaver strands two runners, got both guys he faced, including a K. He's been the fireman all year, and so he saved G from a fourth or fifth run coming in, and the Royals as well. 
Dylan G pounded the zone pretty well, was very efficient with pitches, 78 pitches and five and a third with 50 strikes. So good ball-to-strike ratio there from Dylan G. Scott Alexander threw the ball well, ending in two-thirds, one run on two hits, struck out a couple. Chen Ming Wong, as he typically has, wobbles a bit, but ends up getting out of things pretty unscathed for the most part. And ending in a third, one run on three hits, a cane a walk. If you read Royals' Twitter, it's like he's the worst pitcher ever. The guy's ERA is, what, 378? It's not that big of a deal. You know, for like the one of the last arms in your bullpen, I think a lot of teams, for a lot of teams, he'd probably be the third or fourth option. So the fact that he's the sixth or seventh of the Royals, is, it bodes pretty well for the strength of the KC bullpen. And it also is not a good sign that, you know, we're talking about the production in right field, second base, and, and the sixth reliever. Because what that probably means is that the guys who need to be producing aren't producing. You know, you're not looking at those areas so much if, if other guys are doing their jobs that are paid to do their jobs. So, anyway. The story, once again, in this game was the offense, as it's been a large portion of the year. It was dreadful. There was 36,541, and man, I felt bad for us tonight. Not a single walk for the Royals tonight. They struck out six times, way too many. Like I always say, you're gonna if you're not gonna walk, I mean you have to walk twice every game no matter what. Period. Just by dumb luck, you have to walk twice. Especially against the Atlanta Braves and the guy coming in with a, a career ERA in the major leagues well over five. And I know he threw well against the Diamondbacks in his last start. It's fine. And and the ball was crisp out of his hand. Full to which. I'll just call him Mr. F. That's <laughs> what we're going to call him. The, you know, the fastball was darting. It was impressive. I mean, it was moving quite a bit, especially, I don't know, middle innings that seemed to get even better. He, he didn't give the Royals too many hittable pitches, but they didn't get themselves in good hitters' counts because they were swinging at bad balls. When they did get a pitch, they just fouled it off or took it. It was just same old. Again, if you're going to walk two or less times, you have to, you can't strike out more than three or four times, period. Royals didn't get a single walk, struck out six times. Unacceptable. Only two extra base hits, both doubles, one by Salvi, one by Paula Orlando, and a ball that could have been caught out in center field. Kendrys gets on base with two singles twice, and then Salvi a double and a single, along with Orlando a double and a single. One for seven runners in scoring position. Royals shut out again five times now. They sit at 17 wins, 19 losses. And tomorrow we'll look to break the string of five straight losing series. Now, if you lose the series to the Braves tomorrow, and it's certainly possible, you've got essentially a bullpen day tomorrow. Danny Duffy, you're hoping to get four innings out of him, realistically. I mean, I think 60 to 65 pitches would be the absolute max. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how he goes five. I mean, his whole he, that that had to be like twelve pitches an inning. Danny's whole career, he's struggled to go. You know, even when he had 80, 90 pitches, he couldn't go five innings most of the time. So certainly, when he's got sixty or sixty-five or seventy, he he ain't going seventy. Sixty or sixty-five pitches tomorrow. I mean, you're going to be using a lot of guys out there, and as Denny Matthews always says, the more times the bullpen gate opens, the more times you don't know what you're getting in that particular day, and the more chances something goes wrong. So if you're using five, six pitchers tomorrow, there's a good chance you're going to give up a few runs. And the Royals are facing a pretty decent pitcher in Matt Whistler for the Braves. He's 1-3 and three with a 3-2-7. Now the Braves will look to win their second series of the year. Way back, I believe it was the second series of the year, they swept the Marlins. So they have only won one series the entire season. The Royals, desperately at 200-500, losers of five series in a row, haven't won back-to-back games and going on a month, well over three weeks, have to win this game tomorrow. You go three games under 500 with the Red Sox coming to town, you're 
a two out of three or a sweep away from from getting a whole duck. The Royals absolutely cannot hit five games under 500 at this point in the season. So am I panicking right now? No. But I've sat here the last three weeks, and the first week I told you nothing to worry about. Panic level one and a half. Second week I told you panic level two and a half. The last five days it's gone up to three and a half. Right now I'm sitting at about a four and a half. When we hit seven, we're in big trouble. If the Royals lose tomorrow and then lose two out of three to Boston, I'll be up to a seven, and at that point it'll be do or die time. Because, and some people will chuckle and say, oh, you don't understand baseball. You must be a new fan. Okay, sure, whatever. What I understand is that I'm realistic here, guys. I mean, the numbers don't add up at a certain point. When you get behind three teams in the division and start getting behind one of them by 10 games, you almost have to concede it if you get behind 10 games going on 25 to 30% of the season, right? Then you're playing for a wild card, and there's so many damn teams. You get behind four, five, six teams, yeah, maybe the number five, six games isn't that much, but catching five or six teams is a lot more difficult than catching five or six games. That's the problem. You can't keep digging a hole. And at some point, you have to wonder if the Royals are that good right now. I mean, are they, are they hurt? Yeah, we know they've been fatigued. They, they just lost 40% of the rotation, right? Moustakas isn't in the lineup right now. Some guys may be out there playing through some nagging injuries. Some of the bullpen guys don't appear 100% right. So it's not so much that the Royals aren't good. I'm just, they're not playing good baseball right now. They're fatigued. They're, they're hurt. It, it, it's just not clicking right now. And the problem is that at a certain point when you get to a certain date and a certain uh, you, you know sample size of time, you can't call it a slump at a certain point, at a certain level. Especially when you're – I mean, the Royals just lost three out of four to the New York Yankees who are well under 500. They'll, the Yankees will lose probably 90 games this year, 88, 90 games. The Braves will certainly lose 105 to 110 minimum. You can't lose two series in a row, lose five out of seven to the Braves and Yankees. I mean, that, you know, realistically, when you've got the Red Sox coming up, one of the best teams in baseball for three, you've got 19 more against the White Sox, one of the best teams in baseball. Yes, you can look at those as opportunities, but you can also look at it as having zero margin for error and having to play 600 ball in those games just to make up all the freaking ground you're going to lose here. So I don't mean to get off on a tangent here, but the Royals have to win this damn game tomorrow. I'm not happy right now. All right, I'm not panicked, but I'm not happy because they're not playing good baseball, and it, it's just there's just no energy. It, it, it's just not fun to watch. The more and and just when you see him play that one game, we, we've seen it like three times in the last ten days. You see him play the game, you're like, that's Royals baseball. That's gonna this is the the win that's gonna take it. You know, they come from behind to beat Washington. You think that's gonna be the one, and then they come out the next day on the Thursday and make three errors in the first three batters and get down five nothing before they hit. Right? You come out against the Yankees and play that complete game, and then. Can't get anybody out, can't keep the ball in the ballpark against guys who don't hit home runs a whole season and lose that game. Then you come out last night with a great game by Volquez and, you know, take advantage of opportunities and then lay an egg again tonight. It's like they just, there's no consistency, right? And I get it. There's a lot of injuries, there's a lot of fatigue, there's a lot of things going on right now. So, you know, overall, you can't be too upset right now because the Royals are coming off a World Series championship and back to back World Series. But I don't think, I don't think anybody listening right now expected the Royals to be in this situation. This early in the season, even if at all, I mean, I, I thought the Royals would win this division pretty, you know, not easily, but by three, four games. And I thought Cleveland would be second and the White Sox third. That's what I predicted before the season. And that could still happen. There's still enough time. But again, you know, you can't just sit here and say, oh, well, there's 115 games, 120 games left, and they've got 19 against the Sox. Exactly. That's also a problem in a way, right? I mean, if you can't take care of the Yankees and Braves, 
You know, how do you expect you're going to go 12 and 7 or 13 and 6 against the Sox? Because that's what it's going to take. You, you get to a certain point, you start running out of games and start running out of bad stretches. You almost have to play at a certain point 580 baseball, right? For like an extended, like two, three month period at a time. And when you've got all these games coming up against good baseball teams, it's not, yeah, it's an opportunity to do that, but it's not real realistic. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where I'm at right now. As the Royals, I, I said it was a must sweep realistically. It's a must win. They they gotta win the freaking game tomorrow. You cannot lose three out of four to the the, the you know the, the, the last place essentially Yankees. Uh, actually, I don't think they're in last right now. I have to look at that. They're close. The last place Braves. You can't be losing to these teams and get your goals. Matt Whistler tomorrow, one and three, a three two seven. Danny Duffy first start of the year. Whistler has gone eight innings, back to back outings. Royals have never seen him. Not a single at bat. Right hander takes on. Duffy, the left-hander, and he's a pretty good right-hander. I mean, Royals, what do, what do I expect out of Danny Duffy tomorrow? I want four innings of one-run ball. Then you're going to need Soria. You're going to need Hochaver. You're going to need Herrera. You're going to need Davis. And probably Peter Moylan. I would imagine Moylan's probably the fifth tomorrow. That's the problem. You're going to have to get five innings out of your bullpen, and if it goes extra innings, you're in big trouble. <laughs> Right? Then you're going to have to burn Alexander or somebody else, or uh, I guess Flynn's probably available. I mean, I guess suppose Flynn could come in earlier tomorrow. He should be fine by now. I forgot he's even up here. There's so many freaking arms up here right now. So many guys up and down. So I guess you, you've got enough arms to get it through tomorrow. But the problem is, like I said, you're going to need a minimum of four arms tomorrow besides Duffy, right? Because Flynn's not going more than two innings. Moylan and the rest of the guys are all one inning guys. So realistically, you're going to get at least four different relievers in tomorrow. So I expect that. If Duffy goes one run in four innings, I expect five innings, one or two runs out of the Royals' bullpen. We'll say they give up three. The Royals got to find a way to score four runs tomorrow afternoon, right? Whistler has been a tough cookie. The Royals are going to have to get a few runs off of him, and you're going to have to. Uh, what lineup will Ned run out there? We saw Salvi get banged up a bit. I mean, you don't want to – in a series you can't afford to lose, you don't really want to you know, bench Salvi tomorrow and give him a day off. But, I mean, you have to, don't you? You have to look at the big picture here. We're looking at a season, and we're looking at several years to come. And with him hurt, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they take him out. I would imagine Drew Butera is in there behind the plate tomorrow. You know, but Salvi gets a couple hits tonight. He's so good defensively. Guns out a couple more runners. Tied for the lead in Major League Baseball with 11 assists there from behind the plate. I mean, it's tough to take him out, especially when a series is on the line and you've got so many guys coming in tomorrow out of the pin. But I think you got to go Butera behind the dish tomorrow. I think Dyson's probably got to be back in the lineup. He's been struggling, I know. And Orlando had a couple knocks tonight. He's started a couple days in a row. I think Dyson's got to be back out there for some speed. Another left-handed bat in the lineup. Cologne, I want to see him in there again. Other than that, thank God Moose is only about a week away from coming back, right? That'll help quite a bit getting him back uh, in the Royals lineup. So find a way to get the win tomorrow. Again, there's some good things happening. Like I've been saying, some of the bats have been starting to wake up a little bit. They didn't tonight. It's just concerning that there's no consistency, right? I mean... And, and tonight, by the way, couldn't you almost tell the Royals were going to lose? And that, I mean, that when you get first and third with one out in the first inning, and you get picked off at first base and lose your challenge, and then don't score there, that's just not a good sign. Like it's like, how many times this year have the Royals gotten picked off first base? You know, and and I and I'm not going to attack anybody, but you see Eric Hosmer and Freddie Freeman over there joking around and talking nonstop and enjoying each other. That's great. I like to see that. But, I mean, you can't get picked off first base. I mean, is that part of it? Is it a lapse of concentration? You have to wonder. It's a legit question to ask when you're sitting over there yapping nonstop with the guy, both last night and tonight. I mean, 
And you, and you get picked off, and during the review, you're smiling and, and laughing and talking. And when you first got over to first base, I saw you doing that. It's just those kind of things that the little things add up. And I'm not upset necessarily about that, and I'm not saying that's why Hosmer got picked off. I'm just saying you have to wonder when you a team comes out flat time and time again and gets picked off first base time and time again. We've seen it three, four times this year. We've seen guys like Kane in the last homestand getting thrown out, trying to steal third, but two outs in an inning. You know, we're seeing guys make three errors to begin a game. Like, just these, all these things combined. You know, you see the same pitch called four times in a row tonight. On the hit that Kelly Johnson got that knocked in two and officially knocked out of the game, Dylan G. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know. There's just certain things that, that frustrate you, that you feel like the Royals, not only are they maybe a little hurt, maybe a little, you know, banged up, a little fatigued, but there's just, it's like the, the, the concentration's not there. There was something earlier this year that kind of bothered me that Ned Yost said, and you can go back and find the quote. This is an actual quote. It was something to the, well, not the actual quote, but it's pretty much, it's a paraphrase of, a, of a, pretty much the exact quote he said. It was, quote, when we were at Atlanta, this is what we did. We just found a way to get through the season and get to the playoffs again. You know, and that's kind of like the, like the attitude the Royals seem to have. It was so easy to start this year, and Ned did say that after one of the games earlier this year. I think it was the second homestand. So, you know, and that's kind of like the attitude this team is is kind of developed. I feel like, and, and I'm assuming it's probably gone at this point, but I don't know. It, it, there's not a lot of happy campers down there right now, and it shows. Something needs to change here a little bit. You know, they got to play better, but it's just something is different. We'll talk to you again soon. Hopefully, the Royals get the win tomorrow. It's clubhouse conversation. Go Royals.